0: Well, praise God. Good to see you, all your smiling faces. My word. God's doing something amazing, and we want to see that continue and get deeper and richer into your hearts. And uh, we're excited to be here today, and we're glad that it's not just Marnie and I. That's right. As cool as that is, on a Sunday morning, we would much rather have company. (laughs) Yes. So thanks for showing up and uh, being part of something amazing. Amen. We've been on our little series for a while, um, Detours, Dead Ends, and Roadblocks, and uh, subtitled And Beaver Dams, because we uh, just believe that when you come to Christ and your spirit is made brand new and you are alive for the first time in a way that you never were, that that you are attached to the vine and God is now feeding you life-giving sap and you are just growing on your own but everyone say but life happens and you are a people like other people that are not perfect and we get junk in our lives that clogs up that growth that should just naturally happen we should just come to christ and then two years later you should just automatically just look more like jesus than you did two years ago how many know sometimes that doesn't happen all right how many have ever been discouraged by that? <laughs> Gosh, myself included. Right? But we just, we're just believing that God is just wanting to put his finger on things in our life. Not to bash us over the head, but to just illuminate junk that gets in the way of us being more Christ-like. And so just know that these messages aren't to, to pound you over the head, because it could feel like that. That's not what this is for. This is to illuminate areas of our life that's clogging up, right? If you're, anyone ever changed an air filter in a car before? Yeah? Anyone ever had trouble with your car before you did that? (laughs) Right? Sometimes, you know, people like Jim, you do it just because it's part of the maintenance. People like me, you're like, Jim, my car won't start. (laughs) When's the last time you checked the air filter? I don't know, about three mouse nests ago? (laughs) Right? When things get clogged up, they don't work as they should. Now, we don't come over there and call the car evil. You're so nasty and evil. Look at you. No, we say there's a clog there, and it's not working how it should. It's not evil. It's clogged up. Amen? Now, when junk gets in, and it, and it is evil, junk that gets in our heart, we're, we're not horrible people. We're just clogged up. We need God to unclog the stuff. And that's what the Lord has been doing around here. God's been unclogging stuff from our lives so that we just glide down the road with Him, right? And it sounds wonderful. It's, it's still work. It's still a process. There's still life that needs to be lived. But we've been talking about roadblocks. And so we've been spending two weeks really pounding in the fact that when you get saved, something happens. You don't just go to church, You do go to church, but you don't just go to church. You don't just start believing something different. You do believe in the name Jesus and confess him with your mouth. You do that, but something happens. Some part of you that was never alive before comes to life. Your spirit comes alive. And you now have eternal life. And we just went through verse after verse after verse, how the Lord is changing you into his image, how God has given you everything that you need for life and godliness, how God wants to just every day work in you more and more and more. And so last time, our roadblock, we talked about being blind, right? Just not remembering that we've been cleansed from our past sins. And that gives us a bad identity. It helps us think that we're just just a pile of garbage, right? And Jesus said, no, I've set you free, I've cleansed you, now walk with me. So we want to remember that Jesus did that. That's what we did today, we did communion. We remembered that the blood of Jesus washes us clean from our sins, amen? Amen. Amen. So roadblock number two, and these are in no particular order, this is an equal opportunity offense place. Right, we're gonna we're gonna step on everyone's toes, hopefully in some way, shape, or form. And uh, so, this is a today's a great day to get mad at me, to get mad at the other person that you've been mad at for a while, because this is just this should just stir up all kinds of good stuff in you. But we just we want to we want to get this junk out. We're not bashing anyone over the head. We're just, we're just getting the junk out. We're putting a new air filter in, so we can we can we can cruise on down the road. All right, roadblock number two. We're just gonna, we're just gonna jump right into that one, right? Pride, pride. Anyone believe that pride could hinder your walk with God? All right, two of you. Okay. All right. Pride's one of those. Uh, it's one of those sneaky things. It's one of those um, science and the billion-dollar uh, fitness or cosmetic or whatever vanity industry is always trying to come up with food that doesn't have calories (laughs) right we're spending billions of dollars on some new thing that tastes just as good as beef but it's not beef (laughs) or something tastes like chocolate but it's not really chocolate and then five years later we find out that oh yeah that actually wrecks you and does whatever and they're like "Ah, don't eat that one anyone we've got a new one (laughs) But you know what comes with chocolate or beef or whatever? You know what comes built into it? Calories. Frown at your neighbor. (laughs) Calories, right? But they're built in. You don't have to ask, can I get more calories with that? Can I get my, I mean, I suppose you could, but, but they're just built in. When they make them at the, we, anyone ever been to Hershey, Pennsylvania? Anyone been to the chocolate factory? No, serious, raise your hand. Anyone ever been to the chocolate factory? Really? Just us? We are a bunch of sows, aren't we? <laughs> I mean good parents that take their kids to unexciting adventures. I <laughs> love how I always do the food things and no one's ever been there, just us. Yep. Yes? Chocolate factory, yeah. Oh, in Switzerland? You went there? Come on! Yes. We love Lindt chocolate. Swiss chocolate is good stuff. I don't know how to say good in Swiss, but it's really good. When we went through the Hershey factory, there was not a special section that said, "And this is where we add the calories." Yep. Up until this point, it's just calorie free. But then we here we add the calories. We make it all yummy. It, it just—they're just a part of it. Here's what I want to say about pride. You got it. It's built in. Yep. It just, you don't have to be like, I think I'm gonna be proud today. I, just, I feel like working on my arrogance level. <laughs> to lift it up a little. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's built in. It comes it, right, it's stock, right? It's part of the stock package. You in fact, you'd have to special order a you without pride. <laughs> right? But Jesus shows up to break that in us and give us a spirit of humility and life and godliness. But your stock model comes with pride. You don't have to be like, eh, I hope I'm not one of those guys with the pride. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. You just are. You are. Mickey, it's hopeless for us. We're just, right? Well, you are. What are we doing about it? Are we recognizing it and are we dealing with it? That's the issue. So you don't have to be like, I'm one of those proud people. Well, I don't know. He's talking about me. Like it, we're all in the same boat here. Now, some of us, some of us are really good at leaning into that pride thing a little bit, right? And some of us maybe lean into the humility a little bit more. But the pride's in there, and it will short circuit your life with God. It just clamps up and shuts it down. It's just, it's just a, just like shutting off the switch. And all of a sudden, we're not walking forward with Jesus anymore. But here's the weird thing. Pride's one of those sneaky deals. And so at the end of this message, we're going to have a whole bunch of statements that is going to make everyone feel miserable. <laughs> and we're just going to try to identify, like, we'll all feel less good than we did when we walked in here this morning. And that's not my that's not my purpose, but my purpose is to illuminate this cockroach of pride. And so I was talking to someone the other day, and this is a great example, because, see, when when we have... I was, talking, I was talking with someone and, uh, it's, you know, they had COVID and like a lot of us had and uh, Marty and I lost our smell and taste when we had it and came back in a, I don't know, a week or two. Took a few things to come back for, you know, maybe a couple months for everything, all the tastes and smells to be kind of normal, what we thought. So someone was just saying the other day, hey, can I, can I say something? I'm like, yeah, why well, st- all my smells aren't quite back right yet. Like, they're almost all the way there. It, if, I, if I've got some body odor or something, can you just let me know? <laughs> right? Because if you don't, know, you don't know, you don't know, right? And you think about that, and how many times when, when we're the stinky one, right? How many times, gentlemen, right, when you've walked in the house and your wife is like, whoa, and you're like, I don't throw nothing. <laughs> Seems like the one that's the offensive one is the last to know about it. And that's the deal with pride. There you go. You're the last to know that you got B.O. You need some righteousness guard. <laughs> that just showed up right now. That was just on the spot. Not <laughs> proud Pretty proud of that one. See? It's just there. It's just there. This is not going to this that's let's just go on. <laughs> Couple definitions. Pride is an inflated sense of one's own worth. Huh. We could just stop and ponder on that. Everyone could put their head between their legs and just slunk on out of here and go, oh, "Gosh." Right? An inflated sense of one's own worth or personal status that typically makes one feel a sense of superiority over others and can easily make someone look condescendingly at others. Another definition says, and there's, there's many of these, but we've only got two today. In the Bible, pride is, is used to describe arrogance, insensitivity to the needs of others, conceit. Pride describes a scoffer or a mocker, haughtiness, arrogantly superior, stubbornness, and a lack of respect of God. Hmm. Poor God. John Stott, he's a theologian, he said this Pride is more than the first of the seven deadly sins, it is itself the essence of all sin. That's a big statement, but I think there's some truth to that. Let's uh, actually look at the Bible and see what the Bible says. Proverbs. Proverbs is a great place if you want to look on verses about pride. Proverbs 21 4 says, Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the unplowed field of the wicked. What does it do? Produces sin. What produces sin? The stuff that's, in, that's before the little hash things there. Haughty eyes and a proud heart produce sin. Haughty eyes and a proud heart produce sin. A proud heart produces sin. Are you with me? Pride produces, pride, pride is sin. But it doesn't stop there. Pride produces sin sin. That's that's the bonus package of pride. You don't just get to be like, ooh, I got some pride in my heart. God's going to work on that. It's that when we've got pride fermenting within us, it's cultivating a whole host of other cute little baby sins that go with it, right? It's cultivating other sins in our life, because when we get proud, all of a sudden, we become blind to other things around us, and all we can see is us, and it just turns us, we're no longer connecting with God, and it just goes down a bad path from there. So let's look at some pitfalls of pride. Oh, there's many. We're not going to do a ton of them today, but let's talk about a couple. Number one, and and this is how it starts, we get proud, we forget God. So we're talking about this, this flow of grace in our life when we get, our spirit comes alive, we get connected to the vine, we're the branch, he's the vine, and we just grow automatically. Pride just immediately starts to cut off, and we don't see it. Remember, I don't know. It smells fine to me, right? And that's what us proud people do. Like, I, I don't know what they're all talking about. You can't see it, you can't sense it, you don't know it, and so we're hoping today to shine a flashlight on some of that stuff and see if we can maybe see it in a different light and go, oh, huh, maybe that is me. We forget God. Psalm 10.4 says this, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there's no room for God. And that's the mentality that wants to creep into us, beautiful Christ followers. As our hearts become proud, we edge God out. I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say yes to this question. You don't have to raise your hands or anything. But there's been times in my life, probably not in yours, but there's been times in my life where I would kind of sense the Lord maybe wanting to do something or say something, and I would edge it out. And it had to deal with pride. Like I didn't want, I didn't want that to be, affect me because I got this under control, right? I got it figured out. And you, you just, you do, you kind of nudge out, nudge, anyone ever been, right, up at the buffet line, you kind of, right? <laughs> Playing a good defense. <laughs> and that's what we do with the Lord. We, we just, we elbow him out, we start nudging him out, and it starts innocently at first, and then pretty soon that proud heart begins to just say, I have no need of God. And we would never say that, because we're Christ followers. We wouldn't say it like that, but we live it. Hold on. Hey, we wouldn't say it like that, but your life lives it out. You have no need for God. Anybody with me? Right. Can you think of someone that exemplifies what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. We're thinking about just you today, right? This is, this is not fodder for your slingshots. He's talking about you. That'd be kind of fun. Do a message some. Get slingshots? get slingshots in the church and, a, and, a, and like a, those little plastic BBs you know, the little slingshot BBs. And then whenever I get a good point, you'd be like, ooh, yeah. Becky. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of whoever, yeah. Yep. Whoever gets the, hits the most people, you're the most discerning in the church. Whoever collects the most BBs at the end, you need to come to the altar. <laughs> Just thought of that game too. <laughs> it's not in my notes. There's no room for God. Deuteronomy, you know, Stephen was talking about the in-between. Okay, this is, Deuteronomy is kind of part of the in-between time, right? That they've, been, they've been delivered, but they're not at destiny yet. So Deuteronomy is there. And here's some commandments that were given. So Deuteronomy chapter 8, here's this commandment. When you've eaten and are satisfied, this is all for all the people of Israel, kind of saying, here's how you need to live. When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God, for the good land he has given you. Be careful, hold on, be careful. Look at someone and say, be careful. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees that I've given you to this day. And he goes on and says this. Oops, I didn't change my reference there, but it's eight, 10 through 14. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, listen to this, America, when you build fine houses and settle down, When your herds and your flocks, he's talking about cattle farmer here. When your herds and your flocks grow large and your silver and your gold increase and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you'll forget. You'll forget. You'll forget. You'll forget. You'll forget that the Lord, your God, who brought you, it was your Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Hold on. Life starts going well. Our hearts get proud and you're like, I got this. And you forget that it's the Lord that's blessing. It's the Lord that's sustaining. It's the Lord that's causing us to move and, and, and have our being in him. It's God's grace. It's God's life. It's God's hope. It's God's joy in us. And we forget that. We forget that when we're proud. Number two, when you have pride... You can tend to look down on others. Anyone ever heard of the book of Romans before? That's where we're going next. Romans chapter 11. And I don't know, and just, just to sum up this little section here, do you guys know what a Gentile is? Do you guys know what a Jew is? Let's start with that. You know what a Jew is? A Jew is an Israelite, someone of the nation of Israel, of that lineage, okay? Children of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Of Israel anyone else is a Gentile. So you're either, a, there's a t- two options. You're a Jew or you're a, not a Jew. We become Jewish as we're grafted into the family of God. And I mean, we don't use those words a lot, but it, whatever. But we're Gentiles. We would be Gentiles. So that that's what Romans is talking about. It's talking about the Gentiles. So he's he's using some of the language that we were just talking about. Jesus is the vine, we're the branches, right? So we You're a branch. Say, I'm a branch. I'm a branch, right? But if some of the branches were broken off, he's talking about Israelites, if some of those branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, (laughs) feels like an endearing name for my, hey, come here, my wild olive shoot. (laughs) Let's go get some goat cheese. Things are easily derailed today. (laughs) So even though you, a wild olive shoot, were grafted in, so you as a Gentile, a non-Jew, you've been grafted into the vine when you become in Christ among the others, and you now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. Remember, that's what we're talking about. This life of Jesus flows in us. Do not be arrogant towards the branches. Oh, yeah, those Israelites, they don't even believe in Jesus. Oh, I'll tell you what, but we were pretty good. We we know what we're doing here. Shh. If you are, remember, this is this is exactly what we're talking about in this whole series. Remember, it's not you who support the root. You don't support Christ. It's the root that supports you. And he goes on. He's not, he's not finished. A couple more verses. He says, then you'll say, "Well, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in." That's true, he said. They're broken off because of your un- because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So don't become proud, but fear, fear the Lord. Don't become proud. Just uh, like it's easy to look down on others and we, we just we're just kind of popping through these, so we're not here all day. And there's a ton of things that pride does in our life that is so destructive. and so we're just grazing through a couple of these the guy at the office that's arrogant is not a fun guy to be around. Neither is the husband or the wife or the child, right? Arrogance, it's so destructive vertically and horizontally. It just destroys things. Okay, third thing. People that are proud have a critical spirit and they become a fault finder. Hmm. Anyone ever been one of those before or known one of those before or heard of one of those before? People who just have this critical spirit and who can just pick out every wrong thing all the time. Oh my, those are fun people. (laughs) Jonathan Edwards, great preacher, said, the spiritually proud person shows it in his finding faults with the other saints. The eminently humble Christian has so much to do at home and sees so much evil in his own heart that heart that he's not apt to be very busy with other hearts <sighs> how's those dirty birds sitting next to you now huh not so not so dirty birds anymore are they nope fine just it's just me <laughs> right uh, got questions website says critical words spring from a critical heart and a critical heart Generally comes from, listen to this, misunderstanding of God's grace, either due to pride, what we're talking about today, or just not understanding God's character and the means of salvation. Only when we understand our depravity apart from God and the depths of his grace will we be able to bestow grace to others. We can give grace when we understand grace, when we understand, when we break our own pride, right? To understand grace, you, you can't be proud, because grace is I'm dependent upon God. It's all him. Pride's like, no, nah, it's kind of much, it's pretty much me and him. It's mostly me. It's a little bit him. I mean, Jesus was there. Like, it's most of me, right? That's what's in our heart. We don't say that because we're too spiritual, right? But that's what we're feeling. We're like, Jesus, you should see what I did for you today. Man, it's really good. I mean, I know you're already pretty proud, but Man. Uh, same website, it says, uh, a critical spirit tears down those around us and robs us of our own ability to enjoy life. You ever been around critical people? They can't even enjoy their own stuff. <laughs> yeah? When we become overly critical, we miss out on the beauty that God has placed in this world. Small blessings go unnoticed. We stop being thankful. Overcoming a critical spirit requires gratefulness a willingness to forgive, and an accurate understanding of God's grace. Listen to this. Pride has no want or need of God's grace. Come on. You're going to short-circuit the grace and the beauty of Jesus flowing in your life when your heart gets puffed up and proud because you don't need grace. Hey, I know God loves me. I mean, come on. Just look at this. Right? Why would he not? I know I'm being funny about a serious subject here, but if I don't, we're all going to cry, right? It's just, because this hits home. We, again, like I said, nobody gets a, a, a tax-exempt, pride-exempt card, right? It's built in. It's like calories in a chocolate bar. It's just, it's built in. And so recognizing it is the best thing that we can do. Okay, another one. Pride. Creates conflicts in other people. Well, if it wasn't for them, we'd get along good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't. I'm I'm sure you don't have anything to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that with with utter confidence. I'm sure it's not your fault at all. Uh, Never, right? Never. It's always them. We're we're not getting to the to the. Kick in the gut statements yet, but just that's just there's a where's red flag is a freebie red flag number one if it's always their fault, right if if things would be good except for they are always and you're ne- it's never you right Rick, it's never us it's never us never. never I don't see we agree that's a red flag. come on Proverbs again 13:10 says pride leads to conflict those who take advice are wise hmm pride leads to conflict we get that part i love that in the wisdom of proverbs right god tells us that let's see what what are we including with this statement of pride that leads to conflict there's strife there's 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 tension when there's pride it leads to conflict and there's always There's there's three different types of Proverbs. We won't go into that, but there's always a clarifying statement, either an opposite or a clarifier that comes next. And here's the clarifier here. Pride leads to conflict, but those who take advice are wise. Hmm. Well, let's go to our next point. Pride makes us unteachable. Why Why do I need you to tell me what I already know, right? Right? I know, I know, I know, I'm like, I'm good. I don't need your opinions. I don't need your thoughts. I don't need, that's just ugly just even saying that, right? So many times we feel that. We don't, if we verbalized half the things that were in our heart, more of us would be in jail and uh, more of us would recognize the evil that is lurking around in there that needs to be tossed out. And God gives us the power to do that. This is not a defeating message. It's an empowering message. Because once the light shines on it, God can get it out of there. Once you're like, oh, oh. It's not a walk out of church today and go, gosh. Pastor told us all we're all miserable, terrible people. I am telling you that. Yes. But it's a day of hope. It's like once you see it. We spent two Sundays saying God's doing something incredible in you. Don't get mired down. Oh, gosh, there is no. I told you at the beginning of this message, this is already in you. It's recognizing and going, God, I don't want this in me. Let's get it out. Right. Let's eject this so that I can look more like Jesus. Yeah. Otherwise, hundred percent of us are going to walk out of here going, He was talking about me. <laughs> just I'm just a nobody. there. I'm just miserable. No, I am talking about all of us because it comes with us and we're going to recognize it and we're not going to live like this. We're going to live higher. We're going to live the Christ life. We're going to live the kingdom life with kingdom values and the power of God in us transforming us day by day by day to be more like Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. Proverbs, again, chapter 9, verses 8 and 9 says, Don't bother correcting mockers or proud people. They will only hate you But correct the wise, they'll love you. Instruct the wise, they'll be even wiser. Teach the righteous, they'll learn even more. Proverbs 26, 12 says, do you see a person who is wise in his own eyes? Ooh, that's pride. There's more hope for a fool than him. Yikes. That was the easy part. Now we got four screens Loaded with all kinds of statements, and I picked and chose, uh, picked, picked and chose, picked, chose, chose and picked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I selectively took a few of them, and came, still came up with four pages of these buggers, and uh, we could have twenty more pages. Again, we're just giving you a sampling of what could pride look like in my life. Because we think of pride as, as kind of, you might have like one kind of picture of pride. But it shows up in all these, nope, I don't think. It shows up in all these ways that we don't always recognize. And so I'm just saying, go ahead, just get it out of your system. Just, I can't stand pastor and whatever. Like, just, it's fine, whatever. Like, get mad, do your thing. But then at the end of that, when you're done pouting, let Jesus do something in your heart, right? If you notice some of these, well, if he, if he knew, well, fine, if I knew, you'd still have pride in your heart. Whatever, it doesn't matter, right? Picking on all of us here. This is equal opportunity. Here we go. Statement number one, assuming that you already know something when someone is explaining or teaching. Assuming that you already know it when they're talking to you. Like not... Not listening, right? Yeah, you don't all have to raise your hands, but I think <laughs> maybe that would be refreshing. No, we do, we do right? I just want to see, if do you, do you notice any of these? This is not a time to nudge your spouse. This is not a time to write a letter to your sister. Like, you're totally like this. Mary, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Assuming you already know something when someone is explaining or teaching, or seeing yourself as too good to perform certain tasks. Well, I shouldn't have to do that. step on some toes today don't we <laughs> refusing to ask for help again these could be also be symptoms of other things as well so we're just we're just poking around we're we're just playing doctor here we're just we're listening for a heartbeat you know well, it could be strep throat I don't know it could be right it could be you ate too much at Thanksgiving I don't know can't breathe I don't know whatever we're just gonna We're going to check out. We're going to diagnose some stuff here. Feeling the need to dominate the conversation and tell everything they know. (laughs) I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. (laughs) Constantly trying to prove people wrong. (sighs) Ouch. Should I tell on myself? Should I tell a nasty story about me? Would it make you feel better if I told something dumb about me? <laughs> I was in a group of guys one time, and weren't guys that, that I knew really well, but was around quite often. You know, casual acquaintances. I was around quite, and, and let's just say I struggled with all of this stuff. I struggled with all of this stuff more earlier in my life. And so, was sitting there one day, and, uh, they were talking about some, something, and finally one of the guys blurts, blurts out, he leans over and looks down at me and goes, hey, Kirk, you're a know-it-all. Why don't you tell us what's going on here? <laughs> or you know everything, and it was not in an encouraging way. And he was just that kind of guy that just just blurted out stuff like he didn't care. And that was actually one of the most refreshing moments in my life. I got mad, I got embarrassed, I got introspective, and I went to talk to Jesus. I'm like, he's right, and I really want to punch him in the head, but he's right. And it was a start, of, you know, it was maybe not the start, but it was certainly a cog in the, the wheel of that journey of God illuminating stuff like that in my heart and life. Sometimes you just <laughs> you just need another jerk just to tell you like it is, <laughs> and hope and pray that our hearts are soft enough to hear what even can be abrasive and just go, "Is that true?" That is, like to me, I, I didn't have to think long. It was really true. And I wanted to say, "Well, but you but I wanted to like, but I just love learning, right." <laughs> I just I wanted to say all these positive things. I just want to be helpful and tell you guys and then he he could see right through all that and he's just like, You're just a know-it-all. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. I don't know where we <laughs> proven people are. Oh, interrupting people, mid-sentence. To correct or to share their own knowledge or opinion. I'm sure this is no one here. I'm sure you guys always you guys ever do the dance Or you're waiting for them to finish? <laughs> like, finish finish I'm gonna forget what I'm gonna say hurry up finish I'm gonna be humble just finish just finish just finish <laughs> I talk a lot and not just up here but you know get into long stories I've seen the dance <laughs> you guys have danced the dance come on Snaza, finish finish just quit talking won't listen to the ideas or wisdom of others hmm getting input or not getting input or how about this one ooh nice ones they attack back when they're questioned or confronted about a valid mistake or wrongdoing oh yeah but you broke it (laughs) well right Struggle to admit when they are wrong. There's a dance. Like, there's a dance. Here, it's a, it's a, a long, what do you call it? I don't know. It's, it's a, a word <laughs> tirade about, I'm wrong, but... <laughs> right? It's a, well, yeah, it wasn't exactly like that, but blah, 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 and I was right about this and this and this and this and this, and so I'm not really wrong. <laughs> right? Blame everyone else for their own actions. Hate being accountable to anybody. Well, I wouldn't have reacted like that if Greg wasn't who he was. <laughs> right? I would have been on time if John or John or any other Johns in here weren't such a dork, you know, <laughs> right? We're going to blame, we're going to blame, we're going to blame, there, which is tied into this one. This is really good in a family situation or a work situation. You pre-set up excuses for if something goes wrong, it's not my fault. Well, if this doesn't work, it's not my fault, Right? Anyone resonating with any of this so far? They lie, deflect. It sounds softer when I say they, because it's not you, right? (laughs) They, they, it's we're talking about, they this morning. They lie, they deflect, and they make excuses when they're criticized or corrected. (sighs) They say things like everybody makes mistakes, you make mistakes too. You ever got that one? As soon as you talk to somebody, bam, it's right back at you. It's the reverse vomit. Ooh. You're just trying to help, and maybe your motives are pure, maybe they're not, because you've got pride too, so maybe they're not pure. But even if they are pure, someone that's really struggling with pride, one of, one of the ways, I mean, there's hundreds of ways we can go south here, but one of the ways is the, the return vomit. Well, hey, I just, I thought you could have maybe not been so harsh. Hey, you're just as harsh when you're talking about... Now we're in a five-minute conversation about how bad you are. Wait a minute! How did this turn into? I thought I was just trying to help you, and all of a sudden I'm leaving the conversation and getting yelled at for ten minutes about me. How? Wait. I just want to tell on myself a lot of stuff, and we Barney. Thoroughly enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> There's been a number of times. There's been a number of times. See, we're pretty. We're pretty open with our bumbling and fault when we do our pre-marriage counseling so lots of people have heard lots of lots of funny stories about when we can laugh about them now because hopefully Jesus is still working in our hearts daily but there's been a number of times where Marnie will in, in, a, in the middle of a something where sometimes she'll initiate something and then she ends up getting yelled at and then she'll go wait is this my fault too? And like honestly like, and sometimes that now that will clue me into like oh wait No, it's not. Like, hold on. I don't know how the conversation got from there to there. (sighs) Stop looking at me. You guys got pride, too. I just did it. I I just did it. Yep. Just did it. (laughs) They must have the last word at all costs. They've got to be the one to kind of just put it in there, right? Use harsh teasing to tear others down. (sighs) Negative. Negative always complaining. They think their abilities are superior to others. And it's hard because maybe, maybe you are proficient at some stuff. But where's your heart at? They refuse to let others make decisions. Or, last one, they're bothered when a decision's made without their input or consent. You didn't talk to me about this? <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to, Mr. President. <laughs> Last one. I think we're gonna make I think we're gonna make it through this. We're not gonna make it through unscathed, but we're gonna make it through. Last one. And we're like we're done. This is I mean, this is this is it. This is the end of the message here. We're done. They lie to take credit for things that they didn't do. They don't give compliments or credit to others. They hate sharing the spotlight. That goes with the one before. They shoot down other people's good ideas. Pride just blinds you to the ability that, that Jim might have a better idea than mine, right? It blinds you to the fact that God's word is better than my ideas about the situation. There, well, let's, let's uh, all of you sanguins here, just close your ears for this next one, okay? All of you personality types that have no idea that there's a clock that exists, Okay. Because there are, there's just personalities that are like this, so maybe this isn't necessarily about you, but it could be. you're disrespectful of other people's time. Now, if you're the sanguine who's just if you don't know sanguine, phlegmatic melancholy, now it's uh you know intj like all the four letters or whatever, but back in the day it was the personalities were were often the sanguine, melancholy, phlegmatic, and choleric. The sanguine, it's just a party waiting to happen. It's just, whoa well, they're always happy. They've never had a sad day in their life. And one time they cried once, but they can't really remember it. But they're just always energetic. And look for something to do. We're going to do something. We're going to do something with people. They have got to have people like people. They have no idea that there's a clock somewhere that's saying they should do And if you say, let's meet at 2, they're like, okay. They have no idea what you just said. Right? So that's not who we're talking about with that one. We're talking about the person that shows up 15 minutes late to your scheduled appointment and walks in and says, well, they would understand if they know how important I am. If they knew knew how busy my day was, they wouldn't be complaining that I'm 15 minutes late to their meeting. Okay, then. Now, I hope that one stung a little bit, because that just comes right home. Right? It just... You're, disres- you're saying, I am worth way more than your 15 minutes, half hour, hour. Look at me and how important I am and how busy I am. And if you knew what my day was like, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be grouchy at me. Okay. Are you quick to find fault with others? You had three you statements because we've been talking about they the whole time. Do you have a hard time admitting when you're wrong? Do you become defensive when you're criticized or corrected? Wow. Now, I don't want us to leave, because we're done. I don't want us to leave discouraged today. I want you to leave hopeful today. And if there's anything that even remotely looked like it could be at one time or another, maybe a little bit in your life, just say, Jesus, is that me? Do I stink? Am I prideful? I don't know. Because some of those, you know, you could be just talking about a quirk or whatever. Is there pride? But is there, but wait a minute. Is this more than a quirk? Is this, is there pride that is lurking? I don't want pride in my heart. I've seen what the Bible says about people in pride. God is opposed to the proud, like, like sets himself against the proud. I don't want that to be me. I want to be attached to the vine and I want to grow. I want to be like Jesus. And so if that's, if any of these resonated at all with you, let's not take a chance. Let's just say, let's just, let's just close your eyes just for a minute as we close today. And just say, God, if any, if any of these, or if there's any of these areas in my heart or my life that, I, that I'm blind to, I don't want to be blind to these. The pastor's not trying to beat us up today. We're just exposing these things that could be lurking in our heart and we don't want to be prideful. We're pretty proud of how humble we are, right? We just, but we want this stuff, want the spotlight shown on it. God, if there's any pride in my heart, if there's any of these that I need to look at more seriously, if I need to have a conversation with you about these this week, I pray that you just bring them back up in my memory. If I've taken notes or taken pictures of these screens, I just pray, God, that you would just remind me of, of any of these things that are seem to be present in my heart. I don't want them there. And God, I just pray for this group of people right now. As we close today, I just, we cut off a spirit of pride in our lives. Anything that's seeped in, any generational curses, God, any any pride that comes from uh, insecurities or woundedness, God, that has planted itself in our hearts, we reject it in the name of Jesus. We say no more. You can have no place in our hearts and lives. And we rely totally this morning on the grace of God, on the mercy of God, on the goodness of God, to cleanse our hearts Remove that junk from our lives so that we can freely walk forward with you. We thank you for your grace this morning. and We pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. 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 I love you guys. I love what God's doing in your hearts. I love that you're ejecting pride out today. Amen. Yeah.